Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get clear about where you stand financially, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, my five-step guide to organizing your finances at bossofmymoney.co.uk. So welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number four. And in today's episode, I'll be sharing the story of my special guest, Anna, from Budget With Me. And Hannah has an incredible journey. And I really wanted my listeners to hear your story, um, just so that they become more familiar of what other amazing women like yourself are achieving with their financial goals. So Anna, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, hello. First of all, thank you very much for having me on here. Um, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, obviously my name's Hannah um, and I run the Instagram page called Budget With Me One. Uh, I'm based in Bristol in the UK. I work full time. Um, and the reason I started Instagram was to keep myself accountable on my savings journey and budgeting journey. Mm. And it's kind of grown from there. So I now start to say, uh, share tips and tricks uh, to help other people, you know, young like myself who may be struggling financially or are struggling to understand their goals or even how to set goals and budget. And I must say that Anna has the, one of the most fun Instagram um, finance um, handles. So make sure you go and follow her. So Obviously, I'm on my own financial journey and I'm helping a lot of people, but I also like to keep myself accountable. And your um, page offers me that when you share updates or you're asking about, you know, the budget and you're sharing your progress. It really inspires me and helps me on my journey. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so, um could you share more with us on like when your financial journey started? What made you want to pursue financial freedom, financial success or whichever name you'd like to give it? Yeah, so um, my journey officially started uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of came about when my boyfriend and I sat down and, you know, we've been together a few years and we were discussing about living together. And um, it was when we were researching how much money you needed to buy a house I was like wow I really need to do something about my finances I was you know, earning a decent wage um, but I was wasting it so I was spending it on you know a lot of unnecessary clothes and makeup and all that sort <laughs> of jazz and takeaways and you name it I spent it so that was kind of the turning point for me to sit down and go well actually this is a dream of mine you know to live with my boyfriend who I love and I want to start my life together with him yeah um, so in order to do that I need to sort of get a grip and, and look at my finances and that's where it started I love that and I think it's <laughs> it's so important because um I think you and I were talking about this um just yesterday that like budgeting is not that fun like, no, managing <laughs> personal finance it's not that fun so you have to attach a big why to it a big dream to it and yeah. that's the only thing that motivates 
people that are into personal finance. It's the only thing that motivates us. It's our goals. It's our dreams. It's the things that we really want in life. But on a normal day, who wants to give a damn about a budget, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So I love your why. And I feel like that is the best place to start is to have a dream, to have a goal. And let that be your inspiration for improving your finances. Yeah, it's definitely helped as well along the journey to have that mm. in the back of my mind. Always, that is the reason that, you know, I'm I'm not going on extravagant holidays or, you know, I'm meal prepping. So mm. I'm not having fancy takeaways for work and stuff. That is the reason why it's, that's what's kept me going. So it really helps. And and it's not that we can never enjoy you know the short-term sacrifices that we make it's that we we are actually picking something bigger over those things for a short period and I'm sure like once you've bought your home you can go back to enjoying some of those things that you you've taken out or like myself there were things that I was like actually I'm good I don't need that anymore you know you think you need these things and you realize actually no I don't need it yeah I'm exactly the same (laughs) Amazing. So what would you say were the um, the things that you worked on and what has the experience been in terms of achieving your financial goals? Like any lessons that you've learned and just how the whole experience has been? Yeah, I mean, the whole experience, I'm not going to say has been easy because it hasn't. Um, there has been times where, like you said, I've made mistakes. Um, the sort of most recent one was last year, my... Um, I got into a car accident. I was fine. Um, oh, but was, thank you. <laughs> I was absolutely fine. It was my car that wasn't. Um, and unfortunately, the repairs were, I think it was around about 500 to a £1,000. And I just didn't have that money allocated for that. Mm. And it was then that I realised, wow, I need to set up an emergency fund. I need to um, really work on this because I don't want to, this to happen in the future when I own my own home. I'm not going to be able to you know afford these repairs so that was a major lesson Mm. Uh, but in terms of sort of giving stuff up or changing things it was more just about having a bit of self-control I'm not normally uh, a big spender (laughs) Uh, my family call me quite tight (laughs) Um, because I'm not known for spending lots of money but when I do I spend it big Um, Mm. So it was sort of things like um, meal prepping for work that really helped because I I work full time. I work in a bingo hall. So um, it's long hours. You know, I do like nine, ten o'clock in the morning till midnight. So Mm. I needed food and I used to just go to the shops and, you know, spend five, ten pounds or a takeaway. And that's where a lot of my money was going. So meal prepping without a doubt has helped me so much because I can spend £10 a week and have a full week's worth of food and it's helped as well not just financially but you know physically as well I'm I'm eating better so that's something else that's really helped. Amazing I I with when it comes to food budget it's the one budget that is just so annoying it just never wants to behave itself. No it is. (laughs) But I (laughs) feel like yourself it's the one budget that when we do kind of keep a tight eye on it um it can help you you know the extra 10 quid 20 quid that you're saving here and there it all adds up and that can really make a big difference you know towards your goals would you mind sharing like some of the goals that you've had then so when you decided that actually you know I want to own you know a home with my partner and this is a dream 
what were the goals that you you set for yourself in order to achieve that? Originally, when I first started, it was uh, to save, I think it was £2,000 my first year. Yeah. Which at the time was a huge amount of money to me. I, I thought, wow, I'm never going to be able to do that. And I did. So that was my first sort of big goal. Yeah. Um, but my goal for this year was to save in total £10,000, which I'm really happy to say that I have done. It was what, hard. What, what, what? Thank you. I like to celebrate on this podcast. <laughs> so I am giving you a big celebration. Well done, girl. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was November. It's a bit of a shock because obviously what with the current pandemic, I've been on furlough for most of the year. Yeah. So obviously one positive was I wasn't spending, so I was able to put quite a lot away. So yeah, I was able to save £10,000 this year. And in general, just having um, money for different events or um, birthdays or you know anniversaries throughout the year, I use sinking funds to help me in my yeah. budget so I have yeah. little pots for a variety of things and I that's really helped this year as well because I was able to buy all of my Christmas presents I've nearly finished without wow. having to dip in to any of my savings or even use my credit card which has been again a real achievement <laughs> yeah that is amazing um and did you whilst doing this did you have any debts that you were paying off or was your focus solely on building savings and creating sinking funds and contributing to your emergency fund? When I first started my um, journey, I did have debt. I, I was about £4,000, £5,000, um, which wasn't a lot, I, I'm aware. I'm, I, I live at home with my parents, so yeah. that debt was to buy my first car. Um, so I was paying, I think I was paying something like £25, £50 a month on it. So the interest was sky high. Mm. So when I first started, that was my goal, which I, I did clear in February. Amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you. How did that feel? It was amazing. It felt really weird because I sort of just sat looking at my bank and I was like, do you know what, I'm just going to pay it off because I put the money away. Mm. And when, when I had that little slip come through in the post to say that I've paid it off, I was so happy. It was a great feeling. I'm debt free completely. I feel like that that word debt free should be right next to I just won the lottery. It's that feeling. Definitely. (laughs) That's that excitement, that adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. And it just frees up. It frees up your money. So now you can put more towards your other goals um, that you that you mentioned. Absolutely amazing. And how would you say that that whole journey has impacted your life um, in terms of like who you were before and who you are now? It's definitely made me more conscious or more aware of, it sounds weird, but it's made me more aware of people that don't have a lot of money. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that sounds strange, but mm-hmm. it's made me think actually there are people out there that are less fortunate than myself that are you know struggling financially and I was in the I'm, I'm in a very lucky position and I know that living at home um so why why am I wasting this money and, and not looking after my finances when there's someone out there who who could use that money if you see what I, I mean yeah. so it's made me definitely more conscious and also things like um it's just made me more frugal as well and appreciate mm-hmm. what I have without going out and buying more of you know I don't know, makeup or something is making me appreciate what I actually have. Yeah. So that's, that's been a turning point as well. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I encourage 
um, a lot of women to pursue, you know, their financial journey. Because I feel like when it comes to health, you know, everybody has a health goal. Everybody has relationship goals. Everybody has career goals. um, But we don't really share our money goals or financial goals. And it's more than just the money. It's the transformation and the person that you become. Um, And it really just changes your view in life. It changes your perspective. Um, You know, I, I earned a very good income and I wasted it every month. And I would complain that I didn't have money, you know, but I had money. I just wasn't doing what I needed to be doing with it. And the minute the light bulb kind of switched on, I'm now able to do even more with less because I'm earning less than I did before. And it just shocks me how you can do so much with so little when you um, have that financial literacy, when you have the understanding, when you have your goals and your why and you get yeah. to pursuing them. It's like this year, I I mean, obviously with me being on furlough, I've been on 80% of my normal pay and I was panicking. I was getting myself in, you know, a state thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, you know, put any, you know, nowhere near as much money away. But when I actually sat down and like you said, you know, looked at your budget and, mm. and realised that even though I was on 80% of my pay, I was still actually able to do quite a lot with a small amount of money because I have the... I don't want to say experience, make me sound <laughs> really experienced in budgeting, but I have the knowledge that I can live on £50. Yeah. Pounds. It was, I gave myself for a month just in case if I fancied something, but mm. I was able to do that and I could not have done, I couldn't have done that type of budget yeah. last year or even the year before because I didn't have the, the strength or the knowledge that I do now. Yeah, and I, I love that you've mentioned that because... A, a lot of like I read financial books and I listen to you know financial podcasts and all things money um, yeah. and I find that even okay so a, an example is I used to be very scared of investing so yeah. I stayed away from it I never talked about it on my Instagram <laughs> I just avoided it completely because I didn't understand it um but then I started reading books about investing. I started listening to podcasts about investing and I was just building the knowledge. And yeah. by building that knowledge, it just meant that when I was ready and felt comfortable, I had something to work off. So there's never any harm in gaining the knowledge in developing your financial literacy, because even if you don't need it now, or even if you think that, oh, it doesn't apply to me. Like for example, it could be a young person who is just finished uni, you know, they're living at home yeah. and they're like, oh no, I'm good. I'm still living at home. So I don't need to worry about budgeting. I'll figure that out when I start working or when I move out. Right. Or the person who is, you know, single and is sort of managing their own money and in control. And they're not really learning about like managing finance as a couple. So it's always good to kind of gain the knowledge because you don't know when you're going to need it. And what it gives you is it just gives you that kind of stepping stone for when you need it, you have something to work off. So I love that you, um, yeah, you're now able to use those skills that you gained previously. And my husband um, wasn't working throughout the lockdown. So he mm-hmm. he's an electrician and he works in the construction field and 
you know, they shut everything down. And yeah. so for three months, we survived on one income. And the only thing that helped us, because I did have to top up from our savings, was that because we paid off our debts last year, oh, and well we threw everything sense. into savings, we had savings to top me up, to top yeah. up my salary to live on. So it really did pay off, you know, all the sacrifices that we made, because who would have thought that COVID would have happened? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not just about giving things up. It's also when you do give things up and when you work towards becoming debt-free and saving money, it helps you in the future because we don't know what the future holds. Exactly. And I, that, that's why I was so pleased that I was able to, um, you know, do my budget the way I did the last, I don't know how many months has been, six, seven months, whatever, how long has been this lockdown. So, yeah, to be able to have that knowledge has been really helpful this year you know it's, it's been great amazing and you were even able to reach your goal early I think your saving goal you were able yeah. to reach it early amazing that was a shock <laughs> that was a real shock I remember texting my boyfriend like I've done it and he was like nah and I was like I've done it I don't know how but I've done it <laughs> amazing so Tell us like what type of tools you use to help you on your journey. Were there any books or so, did you have a supportive network? What helped you get through it? I will be honest, it was Instagram. Um, it, that's where I, I started. I, I went on there and I think I typed in just the debt, debt-free community and, yeah. you know, all these inspirational women and, and men as well on mm-hmm. there sharing their journeys and their stories. And I think actually... Yours was one of the first pages I found. Hey, um, yeah, and you know I started following all these amazing people and reading how they've done it, and I was like, wow, if they they can do it, then maybe I can. And then I sort of turned to YouTube, and I found this lady whose YouTube channel I cannot find anymore, which is really sad. But she showed how to do a zero based budget. Uh, she was based in America, but her budget is it, the, is it the the budget, Mum? No, I can't remember what her name was. She was a young girl, but it was, okay. it's a real shame. I tried looking for it the other day, but um, I can't find her unless she's changed her name. But um, she she was brilliant, and she sort of spoke through how to do a budget. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that, that actually doesn't seem as difficult as I was anticipating. Yeah. And also, as well, I have I have a really supportive family, and that I couldn't have I couldn't have done my journey without them. And my boyfriend as well, he's always had his head screwed on with finances. So he was able to help me as well. So I've, I've been very lucky. And I, I want to echo that because not a lot of people could even share their financial situation with their loved ones. And that includes their boyfriend or their yeah. you know family members. So you really are blessed in that sense that you can share this journey with with your, your loved ones. Um it, yeah, I mean, it, it was a really awkward conversation because I, I think the conversation went, I was like, oh, so how much do you save a month? And he was like, well, I, I save sort of 300 to 500 pounds a month. And I was, he was like, how much do you save? And I was like, 50 pounds, not even that. And I felt so embarrassed. And he was like, don't be, you're doing something about it. You're, you know, you're learning how to change that. And every month we text each other on our paydays like well, how much have you saved and it's part of it's a part of us now and it's it's been fun having that that support as well that is just such a good way to 
kind of enter into the life that you want to enter in in terms of living together because finance or money is one of the things that couples argue about break break up about so it's nice that you have that solid foundation that you can you know share your goals with each other you can hold each other accountable it's so important my husband and I didn't really do that until the past few years so we never like argued about money and everything was open but there was just no accountability like we both just did what we wanted to do even if it was like the most silliest thing you know like using our rent money to go on holiday or (laughs) not paying our ee bill and coming back from a luxury holiday to have your phone bill cut off because you know like we made really terrible decisions and one of the things that's helped us is just talking about finances sharing goals and really holding each other accountable so um you are truly blessed in that in that area I am I'm very lucky but don't (laughs) tell him that (laughs) hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast but if he does then he's gonna know he is gonna know damn (laughs) so um you know we we talked about you were furloughed and locked down and COVID, you know, it's been a tough 2020 for a lot of people. Can you share with us how you've managed your mental health and and money? I've just, I I think I've managed it just by spending time looking after myself, not Mm -hmm. just financially, but, but myself. And because I because I used to work a lot of long hours I think I neglected things oh it sounds really silly but like skincare and mm. hair care and I now have a routine yeah. uh, which I know will break when we go back to normal um but I now spend time on a Friday night I do a hair mask and I do a face mask and I really look after myself and I think that's what's helped mm. um alongside also sort of you know being financially healthy is yeah. spending time looking after yourself giving yourself that 10 minutes to do your hair nice put nice clothes on or whatever it is that you enjoy doing and Mm. you know even treating yourself to a bottle of wine on a Friday you know you have to do something to to look after yourself and I think that's what's got me through lockdown yeah and obviously being on on less pay it was such a stress that day Mm. in March when we were told that we were going to be closed for whether how long it was And I think that's a lot, a lot of women tend to put that on the back burner, you know, especially in finance, in budgeting, the perception is, oh, I have to give up everything. Like, yeah. what do you mean I can't live anymore just because I want to save and pay off debt? And it's yeah. like, well, no, you can have, you could, I like to say you can have your cake and eat it too. You can yeah. have the best of both worlds. It's just about prioritizing and setting boundaries. So you can buy a bottle of wine and you can treat yourself to a facial, but it might mean that, you know, you'd have to cut down on other areas or it might mean that you can't do it every single Friday, but you can (laughs) do it. So you can still have your cake and eat it too, but just within limit to allow you to still achieve your your financial goals. Um, And I love that you put yourself first in, in that instance and you gave yourself what you needed. Um, I think that's really important for um, the listeners that are listening to be able to capture that. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that I always say as well on my Instagram and people people ask, that they, you know, what should I include in my budget for myself? And I always say, um, you know, treat yourself 
once in a while, save up for it and and do it. I I mean, whether it be, you know, a bottle of wine or whatever it is that you you enjoy, obviously be sensible. I mean, don't go out and spend hundreds of pounds on clothes, but have that one little treat that you enjoy. It, you know, enjoy your successes. And it's like um, my boyfriend and I, we don't go on extravagant dates, but once every so often we will go on a nice date because we have earned it. You know, we've we've saved up for it or we've probably, you know, trolled the internet for vouchers, but... <laughs> Um, you know you have to treat yourself I think that's the most crucial thing in a budget is you have to have a little bit of fun otherwise it isn't fun exactly and it's having that balance where you have fun and it's guilt-free you don't feel bad afterwards for it because you've spent money that you've had you spent money that you've saved up for and so you go and enjoy and you come back and you just kind of get on with life amazing so um what would you say is um what financial decision are you most proud of and why um it would definitely be saving the ten thousand pound towards a house deposit yeah uh, simply because next year fingers crossed um my boyfriend and i will be able to move out and we live um in separate places i live in bristol and he lives in swindon so we don't actually see each other that much so for us to have a home together is you know the the pinnacle of our relationship you know that's what we want and we've yeah. both worked so hard for it so that's definitely my my proudest because I I couldn't believe that I could do it I never thought back in 2018 when I started that I'd be able to say wow do you know what I've got 10,000 pounds in my bank account like what is this <laughs> so that is definitely my proudest moment it's almost as if the bank's made an error I keep checking every day in case it changes. <laughs> you know, the, believe... say that again. I sometimes check my bank account every day because I'm like, it's not real. <laughs> you know, I, I know that feeling. We um, we had like a hundred pound cash in the house. I can't remember how we, because I don't tend to have cash, but we had a hundred pound cash. And my husband was like, Esther, this cash has been sitting here for three months. He was like, whoa, we have come a long way. Like the way he said it, and my husband doesn't say a lot when it comes to like finances, but he was just yeah. like, this hundred pound would have been spent within the first five minutes of us. Say five minutes, yeah. You know, it would have been. And and this is this is why I say it's personal finance is not just about the money. It really is life transforming it. You become it a different person. You become the person that you thought that you could never be, I thought I could never have a hundred pound and not spend it, you know, but, and, you know, Hannah has 10 K just sitting in her account that she's more than happy not to spend because she has dreams that she wants to achieve. Um, so it really is more, more than the numbers. Yeah. It's mindset. It definitely is mindset. For sure. So, um, what future goals are you working on now? Um, so obviously, like I said, we want to buy a house next year. So that's the main one. But alongside that, we are slowly building um, an emergency fund. Our emergency fund for when we move is one of our biggest goals for next year. Because uh, we're hoping to move into a fairly decent house, but I'm sure there will be some repairs that we need to do. And also just to be financially stable together I'm sure we will make mistakes when we start paying off mortgages and stuff but 
we really want to be on top of our finances and be as frugal as possible as well as a couple. So that's one of our goals. I I love that because one of the questions that a lot of people ask is, should I... Should I have my six months emergency fund before buying a house or should I save first and then pay off debt or should I pay off all my debts and then save? And mm-hmm. I just love just having you here because it just goes to show that, first of all, it's your personal journey. It's your yeah. personal finance. So you do what works well for you. Um, there isn't like a black and white. Because even with budgeting, there's no one rule fits all. There's no one way to do it because all of our circumstances are different. Um, So if you're listening and you're asking yourself, you know, should I do this before that? There isn't like a right or wrong answer. It's all about what goals you have, what your priorities are and what you're comfortable with doing. So there's some people that are like, you know, Esther, I can't sleep at night if I don't have my emergency fund. Okay, fine. Then prioritize your emergency fund or Esther, I just want to get this debt out of my head because the interest rates are high and I know that once it's gone, like I'll just feel so much better. Then focus yeah. on paying off the debts. Um, so I just love that you you shared that just so that the listeners can really understand that there's no right or wrong way of doing it. Definitely not. And like you said, everyone's circumstances income whatever their lives are is completely different to the next person so uh, people message me all the time going I can't believe you have all those sinking funds I have about 15 (laughs) it's crazy but for me it works it it makes sense to my mind but for someone else that might be far too much and they don't understand it and that's fine that's for them and the way I like to budget so it is it's completely subjective to each person and each family Thank you so much for sharing that. So um, before before you go, I want to ask you, and this is a question that I like to ask all my guests, is that if you could send your 21-year-old self a note, um, what would it say? <laughs> save. As simple as that. Um, don't spend, save. Uh, back when I was 21, I didn't have, I think I only had one bank account. I don't even think I had a savings account. Mm. So definitely get yourself a decent savings account, a decent bank account and start saving and you'll smash your future goals. I love that. I wish I had you in my ear when I was 21 (laughs) because, you know, I calculated the other day, if I was paying myself first with every paycheck, which is simply just putting 10% in savings, 10% in investment from the very first decent job I had, in when I was like 23 so I'm 36 years of age I'm probably going to edit this part of the podcast <laughs> giving my age away. but just to give the listeners some context like if I had paid myself 10% of my salary from the age of 23 to 36 like I I could be enjoying financial freedom now yeah or I could have paid cash for my home um it just goes a long way. And I think the earlier you start with saving, the better. So if you are listening and you haven't started saving, I hope that um, this episode can be an encouragement to you to start early. And it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, no. 50 quid, 20 quid, 10 quid. It's the it's the habit 
and kind of building that muscle of saving that's more important than how much you save. Because if you struggle with saving, um, if you can't save £100, if you can't save £10, you can't save 100 So most people say, oh, I'll wait until I'm earning more money or I'll wait till I can save more. But then even when you earn the money, because you don't have that habit built in you, it's still hard to save. Um, So, yeah, I would definitely be taking you up on that advice, you know, when I was 21. Yeah, I should have listened to it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, um, Hannah, for being here. And I would absolutely love for you to share where our listeners can get in touch with you. Um, your story is so inspirational and I just love the realness of it. And I just love how just even from your voice, you, you're having fun, you're enjoying it. Um, yeah. <laughs> some people are doing the work and they're like, oh, this is just so hard. And <laughs> I've always been positive. So I think that that does that does help as well. <laughs> Amazing. Definitely um, keep it keep it up. And so. What would you say is going to be your next why? Because you've more or less achieved your initial why, which is, um, you know, soon buying buying your first home with your partner. Um, what would you say after that point will be your your future why? Oh, that's a, I haven't thought of that one <laughs> far in the future. Um, I suppose it would be uh, just simply being, to start with, financially stable uh, when we you know I call it adult life that sounds odd but you know paying bills yeah we've both seen you know both of our families go through financial struggles when they've owned houses and things like that and we've both agreed we don't want to be in that situation yeah. we don't want payday loans and all those sorts of things so that's going to be our why for the future is that we don't want to be you know we will make mistakes so I don't doubt that but we don't want to be in that situation where we are struggling, you know, to put food on the table. We want to be as happy financially as we possibly can. So that is our next big goal and our next big why. Love that. And I definitely believe that you have what it takes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Started off, you know, on the right <laughs> path. And I'm going to be checking up on you <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, you if, if you need anybody to talk you out of, making any bad decisions then you send me a dm and i'll be the girl or even if you need just encouragement and support um because you're out there supporting other women on their journey inspiring them so i hope that you can also be inspired by others on on yours oh thank you yeah definitely am so where can people find you um, on Instagram, so my handle is at budget with me one, and then on there I do have blog posts and all sorts of bits and bobs over there that you can check out to help you with your budget. Amazing, amazing. Hannah, thank you so much for um spending this time with me. It's been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And I'd yeah, love to have you um back again in the future. And you're always welcome to come back and just give us an update on the amazing things that you're accomplishing and how you're making a difference in so many women's lives. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I've had had a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. 
And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Then do send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took time to also rate and review this podcast. Stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.